Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Well, we're going, we don't need Rhodes. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. Or Zombie Phil Edwards, as uh, could be your, your nickname in the future. If things uh, keep going yeah, well, going. when I got bitten by that strange man the other day when I was walking to the shops, <laughs> you know, I thought it was okay. I just put a bit of uh, bit of water on the wound, but it's gone a little bit septic and it's all a little bit strange. Should have at least put a, you know, like a, an antibiotic cream on it, Phil. Come on. Oh, no, I don't believe in that. I've read the ingredients and it's got stuff like water in and things and, you know, <laughs> oh, what's, what's, I'm, I'm not crazy. Well, hopefully you'll be uh, you'll be feeling better, but uh, it is that time of year where things like schedules and zombie outbreaks and you know health concerns get in our way a little bit. So we are bringing you uh, one more mini episode for the time being. Uh, this one, though, however, did have sort of a a, a reason for being. Phil, do you want to talk a little bit about what happened? Yeah, well, sadly, we lost uh, the great uh, George A. Romero. You know, he bought he didn't invent the zombie, but he certainly you know kick-started the whole zombie craze with Night of the Living Dead and brought us, you know, what we come to to know and love about zombie films. He, he's brought us many of the films since, some really, really good, some not as good, but always, you know, always had that Romero styling. We all love him, and it's very sad to know that he has passed away and will no longer be bringing us zombie films. Is it is it morbid of me to say that I kind of hope that he's the guy who first comes back as like the first zombie that starts off the zombie apocalypse? If there was that gonna, would be kind of fitting, right? Yeah. If there was going to be a zombie apocalypse, that would be the perfect way to start. That's that's all I'm saying yeah. exactly. So I mean that with utmost respect to George Romero. But uh, we did also the same day lose Martin Landau, which of yes. course was very sad. Yes. He was a great actor. Yes. Um, but with with George Romero passing on, we thought this would be a perfect time to share our top five zombie films. Like you said, he yep. he didn't he didn't create the genre but he definitely popularized it and made it what it is today yeah what was uh just uh, going back to martin landau as well he was in north by northwest and apparently george a romero was a, an assistant to an assistant to somebody on that film as well so there was a bit of a connection oh, sad wow. as it is but they uh they both passed away the same weekend but right both, but they had they both had great careers oh both legends both brilliant very talented and yes it was sad they've sad they've gone but they did leave an excellent body of work behind them. Exactly. So we're going to pay a little tribute to uh, George Romero because none of the movies on this list, on our lists, would probably exist if he had not made Night of the Living Dead and then gone on to create several other great zombie classics. So a little tribute to George, and we're going to share our top five zombie films. So, Phil, do you want to kick things off? Yes, and I'd just like to say it was a very difficult list, and if I do it, if I did the list again, it could well change, or the back, you know, a few of them could because so many good zombie films out there it was hard to choose but my first one uh, number five is called juan of the dead and that was from 2010 directed by alejandro brujou or brugay how you pronounce it sorry about that alejandro but it's uh it's called one of the, uh, juan of the dead obviously it's based on Shaun of the dead uh, but it's set, it's set in Cuba, and it's all about a guy who's a bit of a slacker, and he's got a best friend who's a bit of a slob, and it's a bit. But just you know, they're living there. I've got it's Cuba, there's not that much money uh, knocking about. Uh, but then the zombie apocalypse starts, and they get attacked. But then they realise they can make a bit of money by helping get rid of. 
people's loved ones when they returned from the dead. And it's uh, it's very funny, but it's also it's talking about a good zombie film as well as often balanced. But what what's going on in society? And this one is uh, it's it's looking at you know the poverty in Cuba, things like this, and what people do to make ends meet. And it's uh, it's got some great zombie special effects. I think it was it's it didn't have that big a budget, but what they do it all very well. Uh, lots and lots of zombies at some points and some good kills and it's most enjoyable and if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out. You know, I completely forgot that film existed, I have to be honest with you, but I did yeah. really like it now that yeah. you mentioned yeah. it. I enjoyed that film quite a bit. It was it was a lot of fun. Didn't make my list because I had forgotten about it, but it is a very enjoyable film that's worth tracking down. Yes. Okay, right. then what have you got for your number five? Well, my number five is probably going to be the most controversial pick on the list and that is because it is World War Z starring Brad Pitt. And yeah. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like this movie, uh, and that's why it's it's controversial. I know it, it, it made a lot of money, but a lot of people didn't like it, especially zombie purists. It does have the fast zombies in it, which I actually don't mind at all. Um, but I really like this movie. I like the idea of a zombie film as a big-budget action movie. Yeah. And I thought yeah. the set pieces in it are really great. The Middle East stuff, I, I love how they kind of took this, you know, is it, it, most zombie films start off really slow and then sort of build up to like an apocalypse, whereas this one starts Started off with all these big action scenes. I mean, I just think the the beginning with Brad Pitt and his family in the apartment complex is so intense. Oh God, yeah, that was that was a brilliant bit in that film. I remember yeah. I remember sitting in the cinema just going, "Oh my God, what's going right. on? Where's it going right. to go?" Exactly. And then it, you know it builds and builds, and then. It, it all goes reversed and it gets Brad Pitt all by himself in this, you know, yeah. medical complex. And it's kind of back to how classic zombie movies usually start off. And I just really love that playing with the conventions of it. So I know some people don't like it, but I, I just really enjoy that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed it. I, I love the book uh, by Max Brooks, uh, you know, different chapters all around the world, different people. And I, I consider that film, uh, the film like another chapter of that book, to be honest. It had its flaws, but there was lots, lots I really liked with it. I mean, the, the bit at the end as well. It was going to be a huge, big thing. I think they shot some of it as well, where he ends up in Russia working in these, these like chain gangs almost, where they go into the sewers and kill the zombies and get rid of them that way. But they felt that wasn't working, so they quickly hashed out that bit, and where he ends up in uh, in Wales and he's doing all that stuff. But as you say, it's it works well. Suddenly you're back. It's like it's like almost in reverse, isn't it? You big the big events and then the smaller one. But uh, right. I really liked it, and the bit on the plane as well. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's very tense too. Okay, well, my number four is a Japanese film from 2000 called Versus, hmm. uh, which was apparently only shot for $10,000 and directed by Ryu Kitamura. And it's base it's corny as hell, but it's it's basically, there's this forest, it's hard to explain, there's a forest where people get buried, they come back from the dead, but then there's people who have swords and guns who don't die and they wear like matrix coats and it's all that kind of martial arts things going on as well and big guns and people shooting them and zombies attacking. I didn't really have a clue what was going on through parts of it but I enjoyed the hell out of it when I did see it. And it just stuck with me. I saw it, uh, it must be about 10 years ago, but it just stuck with me. And it's not a, it's not a great movie, but it's I just enjoyed it so much. Uh, that's why it's my number four. Very cool. I am not familiar with that movie, I have to say. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, if you're watching it, you know, it's best with a few friends when you've had a, a nice meal or a few beers or something like that, and you just... You just want to chill out and just watch something stupid. Huh, interesting. Yeah. My number four is a movie that is probably almost as unknown as the one you just mentioned, and it is called Undead uh, from 2003. It's an Australian zombie movie, and it takes the genre and, and really turns it on his head. It's it's very – so it's it's not a comedy per se, but it does have a lot of very like almost Quentin Tarantino-esque uh, cap- uh 
sort of characteristics to it where it's it's like got some humorous bits and there's like a this one guy has all these kind of like makeshift weapons and and it's got some really great action scenes and then there's a twist in it that I'm not going to reveal here about how the zombies came about and um it's just a really cool unique take on on the zombie films it has this great mixture of horror and and I don't want to say comedy because again it's not a comedy but it has some some good comedy elements to it. It's actually directed by the Spirig brothers who went on to make uh, Daybreakers, which is a really good. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, I know that uh, one. Vampire film that turns vampires on its head. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, anyway, this this movie from Un- uh, Undead from 2003 is definitely worth searching out. It's a little scene film, but I really love it. It's one of those ones I got on video to review. I didn't think much of it, and then I watched it, and it's just stuck with me ever since. And I've watched it a few times since, and I, I really enjoy it. And everyone I've showed it to has also really enjoyed it. So track it down if you can. Okay, I'll I'll have a look at that. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Especially because I do like the Spirit Brothers stuff, so that's it. Okay. Okay, well, my number three is one by Peter Jackson from 1992, and it is called, well, it's over here, it was called Brain Dead. I think over over there it was called Dead Alive. Yep. So it's uh, it's Peter Jackson who went on to do The Lord of the Rings and, and these big, huge epics. He did start off making really sick, funny, twisted films. My God, I mean, you see Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles. Whoa. You know, low-budget cool twist twist oh my god dark twisted but really really good fun and this one brain that i always enjoy because it's over the top zombie things people getting bitten by this sumatran monkey creature thing which he is he has a oh sumatran rat monkey which there's a nice callback to it in his king kong there's like a case on a boat uh, which mentions it but uh it's got that people and it's spread into there's this guy living in a house with his uh his overzealous mother who's you know controls his life and then they'll get bitten and a priest gets you know, is, is, sees the zombies and he goes, I, I kick ass for the Lord. And there's a great things like this. And a baby gets a bit, oh my God. And then there's a bit with the lawnmower going through all the zombies, blood everywhere, <laughs> gory. Oh, and I just, it's just, I just laugh. It's so much, so much gore. Sometimes, you know, loads of gore is just the right way to go with a zombie movie. And this one has tons of gore. I really, lots of fun. It does indeed. I have to say I'm not the biggest fan of that film. I, I do, I, you know, I know that that's Peter Jackson's origins, but it just, I don't know, it just didn't didn't quite do it for me. I think maybe some of the gore was a little too much for me, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it has its moments, but I'm not an overly big fan. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. All right, well, my number three is a movie that we did an after the ending for not that long ago, and it is Zombieland, one, a great, uh, you know, zombie comedy film with uh, yes. Jesse Eisenberg and yes. Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson, and, I, you know, I think we talked about it in the episode. So I won't I won't gush about it too much here, but it's just so cleverly done. It's funny and heartfelt and has some good kills in it and just really captures everything that makes zombie movies great, but also delivers some really great comedy and, and terrific characters, which is something that a lot of times can get overlooked in zombie films. I, you know, it's it's a popular film and I, I, I really love it. I don't think it's too big of a surprise that it shows up on my list. No, accent almost made my list. It just it kept dipping in and out. But that was, uh, as you say, it's perfectly balanced with the comedy and the, the horror. It does it really well, and, and mm. yeah, an excellent point about the characters. They get them. You really because you really feel for them, right? Yeah, very excellent choice. Uh, so we're my number two, as I mentioned a few times on the show, uh, but it's uh, Pontypool. I knew that would be on your list. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, from 2008. Uh, Bruce McDonald, Steve McCarty plays a DJ in a small town, and it's all it's all within the studio, and he's getting starts hearing about strange things going on, and then it turns out it is some kind of zombie. But these are different because. It's not spread by being bitten. It's uh, 
it's a zombie virus, but it's transmitted by ideas and the English language. It's, they're not sure what the phrases are, but suddenly it gets the phrase gets in your head and they start repeating it over and over and then they start getting twisted and then they start hurting themselves and then they start going for you and then it's an ex it's an excellent take on a zombie film and it's a good it's it's a different way of the way it can be moved, especially when you realise he's in a radio station which is broadcasting to people and you start going, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? And it just leaves you watch you you're just watching it all the way through because it's it's it could almost be a stage play because it isn't just in one location as well, which is great. But uh, I I love this film. It's just it just blew my mind when I watched it because it was just so well done. And it was nice to see Stephen McCatty in a lead role. Oh, absolutely. He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I spent years trying to track this film down because I'd wanted to see it for a really long time. And we even talked about that when you brought it up in your, yeah. in our top yeah. 10. Uh, and I actually watched it not that long ago. Oh, yeah. I finally yeah. got a chance to see it. And I really loved it uh, until the end. I have to say, the last like 20 minutes of that movie is so bat, you know what, crazy <laughs> and weird. Yeah. And it just goes to strange places. And it, I, I, to me, it lost cohesion and it really lost me at the end of it. I was, I was really into that film yeah. uh, until the end. And then they have like the post credit scene or the oh, during see, the credit yeah, scene. I, I haven't got a clue what that post credit scene was. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just. I'm not so sure if it's all, it, it, it sort of loses its cohesion because it's sort of like whether it's the language breaking down, whether that's deliberate or not. Yeah, I felt like they had this great concept. They just didn't know how to yeah, how to wrap yeah. it up. Like they had this great idea, but they didn't know how to finish it. And I, I, that's how it comes across to me. But it is a good film. I just wish I liked the ending more. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. And that's, but I think that's with lots of zombie films as well. Often they have this great idea using zombies and... But then, you know, they, they fail the ending a little bit because they go, you go, well, I've had this idea. We've done the idea, but we need to get out of it now. Right. It's always a tricky one without, you know, just being the usual cliche kind of ending. But yeah, but no, understandable with this one. But uh, it's my number two. Fair enough. Well, my number two is a tie. Uh, I had to have at least one. And it is a tie between Dawn of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Oh, excellent. And that's because I am including both George Romero's classic and the the Zack Snyder remake from, I believe, 2004. Um, obviously, George Romero's is is fantastic. I think we just talked about it last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. George Romero's right. uh, was obviously a classic. We talked about how it you know, had this great mix of zombies and also a kind of a take on consumerism and mall life in America. And it's, it's the best of the Romero films, in my opinion. I really do love it. But I do also really like the Zack Snyder remake, not only because... Because Zack Snyder used to be a good filmmaker, but um, <laughs> it it was really kind of the first major film to introduce fast zombies, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I find them really scary. Yeah. I, I think they're way scarier than normal zombies, and I, I think it's just a cool, really fun movie. It has some great set pieces in it. It looks great, and you know, it's just a really fun film. And uh, what I also like about the Dawn of the Dead remake is I think – it sort of re-sparked the resurgence in, in zombie popularity that led to things like The Walking Dead that we have now. Um, that was kind of the first zombie film to hit theaters and be a big hit since George Romero was making films in the 70s and 80s. So um, I think it doesn't get enough credit for sort of reigniting interest in the genre as a whole, but I do think it was largely responsible for why they're so popular now. I think that's an excellent point because I, I really like that remake as well. And yeah. I think they had to go... They had to shake it up a bit, and going with the fast zombie was a, an excellent way to do. Because as you say, suddenly it's like it's not like oh, let's we can just take our time. We'll, we'll go do a bit of shopping. Da da da. It's suddenly if one of these things gets in. It's going to get you. Right, and I think with the technology the way it is, it's a lot easier to kill zombies and you've got cell phones and you've got internet, so you can coordinate things. I just think that slow moving zombies aren't quite as 
you can still pull them off, obviously, but I think that in, in you know to, to try and capture like today's teenage audience, you know, the fast-moving zombies was a good way to sort of update it and modernize it and make them scary again to a younger audience who might just not be that you know terrified of a bunch of slow-moving zombies that you know it's yeah. just like you know well don't let them bite you <laughs> and you're yes, fine. That's a, but no, uh, t- I totally that's a perfect uh, double header for your number two there. I can see why you picked them both together because they do they are you know. It's a remake, but it's also it does it does new things with it, fresh things, which was uh, always good to see. Right. Okay. Well, my number one is George Romero's Night of the Living Dead uh, and Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Because I I like them both together, and I couldn't split them. But I like okay, also you could almost throw in Day of the Dead because m- most I like I do like parts of that. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't doesn't quite work as a whole. I find, but I like is it, I just like what some of the things he does, like especially with Bub. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that was a nice thing. But uh, I love uh, Night of the Living Dead. I think. Because it's a, uh, the cast are really good. Because you sort of well, you didn't have a, you didn't know who any of them were. It was all low budget. So I always find horror films work better when you don't. There's no big names, right? And you're not sure because you're going well. Any of them can die. I don't know who's yeah. going to live. Who's going to die? Uh, but they they all acted really well for for a low budget film. And considering they weren't all actors, uh, and the effects were brilliant for the time. And it as it's kickstarted everything. And just all being closed in the cabin and the ending as well. You know, you get the downer ending. Uh, and then we have Dawn of the Dead with the whole shopping mall thing, and you know it's talking about society. I just, I just think they just work so well. It just takes the small story, and then the sequel makes it bigger and involves the world, and you you know things are going to hell outside. But these people trying to make the best they can in this shopping mall and it all, it, but they know that it's not going to last, and he still have to get somewhere else. And I, I just think George Romero just just nailed it with those films. Very good pick. Can't argue with anything that you said there. Thank you very much. But my number one, I kind of felt a little guilty not putting a Romero film <laughs> at number one. But I have to say that, my, you know, when it came down to it, my number one film is Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I thought it might be, to be honest. It's 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 still my favorite Edgar Wright movie. Uh, I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it. And it just it's just to me is one of the it's really one of my favorite films. And it's one of the films that best captured very few horror comedies work and very few of them work this well and it you know it does a good job the zombies are never not a danger it's never not something to be taken you know at least somewhat seriously but man it's a funny movie and i just and also it was really the first film to put uh you know a zombie or comedy in the zombie world you know since Shaun of the dead there's been a lot of zombie based comedies yeah obviously zombie land um warm bodies which almost made my list oh yeah yeah i enjoyed warm bodies yeah that was a nice little film um there's a yeah there's a great one called george uh obviously one of the dead there's a lot of zombie comedies now that have come out and it can be a very funny setting for a movie but Shaun of the dead did it first and it did it best and it's just a movie that i i love and it even gets me a little teary-eyed at the end so it's um it just works on every level, as far as I'm concerned. It does. No, it's uh, it's an excellent choice. It was uh, in and out of mine. I mean, probably put it with number five with One of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead. It was just outside, but uh, no, an excellent choice. I'd just like also to give out a little shout-out to a film, a very low-budget film from 2008 called Colin. Uh, I think the guy made it for, like, with about £50 or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that film. I've never yeah. actually seen it. I- I've seen it. It's, I mean, it's uh, there's lots of padding, but it's basically it starts off and it's, it's this guy. You're following this guy who's just been bitten. And he, he reanimates, and we're basically following it through him. We're following the right. zombie as, as he's changing and as he becomes a full zombie. It's uh, it's low budget. There's lots of padding, uh, but it's worth checking out because this guy did it so cheaply, and it's just it's very interesting as well, just to see this different side of things. 
like I, I quite enjoyed it there was a it's not it's not brilliant but it's uh, it was worth a watch if you do like zombies very cool well while we're giving shout outs then two quick ones that almost made my list I couldn't get in there yeah. both from last year uh, Train to Busan which is a, a, a Korean film yeah, which is yeah, excellent yeah. and also The Girl with All the Gifts which is a British zombie film that came out last year which is excellent as well both of them I loved and both of them were on my list at one point but didn't. But then got edged out but just check them both out because they're fantastic yeah I need uh, Girl with All the Gifts I really enjoyed that was a nice fresh take as well and yeah. Train to Busan I've watched I started watching it and then I had to stop so I need to get Get that watch yeah, it's so good, yeah. so good. Yeah. All right, well, that is going to wrap up our top five zombie movies in tribute to the late, great George Romero. If you want to get in touch, though, and let us know your favorite zombie films or some that we need to check out that you, you love and nobody else seems to know, get in touch, drop us a line on the social media channels. You can find us after the ending, Facebook, Twitter, and on all the podcast channels where you're listening to this. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up then. We should be back with a regular episode next week. Uh, Until that time, as always, we thank you for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. (laughs) All right, well. Yes. We should move on to uh, dead dead bodies, moving moving dead bodies. <laughs> I hope we'll hear. I hope we'll have an appearance from Zombie Phil in this episode. Well, the way I'm going, I think I'm coming down with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, this could be our prequel. <laughs> you know, like this is it, where it starts off with you having a cold, yeah. and then hey, Mike, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel now. too good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then, and then you know, six episodes from now, it'll be like, uh, yeah, there's a there's a zombie outbreak, yeah. and we're still recording. Yeah. Uh, if anybody can hear this, uh, oh, the ending. <laughs> and you need to have that, you know, that's a twinkly, you know, flashback music, and to the t- and then go back to me going, I don't feel too good. I'm right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Classic, classic setup. Yeah. Try the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> that's what I'll be doing during a zombie apocalypse is going back and re-editing old episodes into a, you know. You've got to because people will want to listen to podcasts because they'll be terrified and they'll be in the house. Right. And that's what they're going to use their last remaining battery power on is playing yeah. our show. Well, everybody else is going to be dead, so you might as well. Uh, that's true. Our audience will probably grow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us home, Mike. Bring us All home. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm uh, t- I think I'm turning. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap us up. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. I was trying to bring us home, and then you start zombieing on me. <laughs> if it was really zombieing, I couldn't help it, could I? That'd be... That's true. It wouldn't be your fault, I guess. <laughs>